What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List. I am one of your hosts, RB, here with my co-host, Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up? And we are here this week to record season five, I believe. Season five, is that correct? Season five, Cobra Kai. Season five of, yes, one of our favorite television shows, Cobra Kai. The 80s nostalgia is back. Uh, Johnny, Daniel, striking first, striking hard, no mercy, Miyagi-Do Karate, Cobra Kai. We got some Eagle Fang. We're hyped to talk about this season. Um, Dom, why don't you why don't you kick it off? Yeah, I think the best place to start is, you know, we'll quickly plug all of our other Cobra Kai reviews. Of course, you can find those on our podcast channel, anywhere that you can find us on, you know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. You can find our previous Cobra Kai reviews, but I'll give you a short rundown of what I think is good as far as the show is what is the show has accomplished so far. So um, I think me and RB are in the same page on this, that so far season one was the best season out of all of them. We both gave that season the highest score out of any other season thus far. Um, RB and I disagreed a little bit on season two. I didn't think it was quite as good as RB thought. He enjoyed it a little bit more. I thought the finale was incredible for season two, but the rest of the season was just so-so. So that's kind of where we were on that. Season three, I think we were about the same feeling on it. We, we thought it was pretty decent, and uh, we had a good time with season three, except for I think we had complained about some of this uh, Robbie storyline being sidelined in season three because he was in juvie for most of the season. I think that was one of our yeah. biggest complaints. And then so, yes. last season, I think, where did we sit last season? Were we like-minded on last season? I I was not a big fan of last season. I thought right. it had some good things in it, bringing back the All Valley, but I think they they went a little bit too far on the the hokiness of the season, where it was where I stood on it. Absolutely, I, I think I was in the same boat as URB. There were some great standout episodes throughout season four. That was the last season, but um, towards the end, the big fake out with M- Miguel almost re-injuring himself. And then like next, the next episode just starts off with them brushing it over as a pulled muscle, did not enjoy that. And most of all, you and I were both very harsh on the out of nowhere, Carrie Underwood concert right before. (laughs) That was just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in a mainstream show on Netflix. So that was kind of a negative note to leave the the season on. And now we see how they handled season five. And like you said, I'll start it off RB. As far as I'm concerned in my book, Season five is tied for the best season of the show thus far, in my opinion. And um, it's for the specific reason of that. Everything I disliked about the show and everything that I ever wanted the show to be, that's what this show was this season to me. I was always of the mindset that this show was being made too much for kids, even though it was not afraid to get darker in some areas. I wanted them to push the limits. And in this season, they did. And I wanted them to do a more focused storyline. And of course they did that year. They, the, the days of seasons two and three, where we had several different A, B, C, D, E plots are gone. There is one main villain and main storyline that is covered throughout most of the season. And I really enjoyed the through line of that. So, you know, Cobra Kai season one, I gave a nine and a half. I'm going to give this season a nine and a half as well. I, uh, I I couldn't disagree more. 
Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give this season a seven and a half out of ten. I wanted it to be an eight out of ten. There were some moments where I was like, "This is an eight. This is an eight and a half." There were some really exciting standout episodes, some great scenes, but it just didn't get there for me to get to that eight out of ten. I'm going to disagree in the sense that I felt like there were so many different storylines going on that it took away from the main storyline of LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence against Silver because that was the main storyline here. But we had what was going on, the Tory and uh, and uh, Crease relationship going on. We have the uh, we have everything going on with Chosen, which I thought was completely unnecessary this season. We have midway through the season, you know, Daniel's marriage on the rocks, and that's quickly brushed over in half an episode. I, I had I had so many issues that there were so many different scenes that pulled focus from our main story. Uh, I mean, it took them so long until to even get Crease on screen. I mean, I think that was something that we were both wondering about, and I, I think it took them three or four episodes before they even we even saw John Crease on you know on, in a scene and saw what what he's going on with. I mean, that was important. I felt very similarly his storyline suffered the same way Robbie's storyline suffered in I believe it was season three in Juvie that it was just barely touched on um, I wanted more with some of these these characters I felt like there was very poor character development for Kenny Payne a character that I thought was a standout in season four that they just kind of brushed over and made him just sort of a a, a, a goon of Cobra Kai you know not much more development about his character I, I, I had so many flaws with it that everything that was great, you know, there were just so many, I'd like to say they were just a little nitpick here and a nitpick there, but they all added up to me. And that's why, again, it was better than good. Seven and a half out of 10, but I just can't give it that great range. To me, there were just too many flaws here and there. Yeah, we definitely disagree on this because everything you just brought up is a big positive in my book as far as what the show did. I think this is the best written season so far. Um, as far as what you're saying about, you know, all the different side plots, like, I mean... I was absolutely thrilled to see that they waited. They made us wait to see what was going on with Crease, and they gave him pretty much his own dedicated. Um, I think it was a, over the course of two, one or two episodes that they finished his arc pretty much, and then came back at the end. But um, yep. I, I think that them cutting down the time they spent with the side characters like Crease, like some of the other characters you mentioned, RB allowed them to focus more on like what you said, Arby. I, I couldn't disagree more. I think the entire, I think six, five or six episodes of this show, the main length uh, runtime of these episodes is spent on Daniel LaRusso and Chosen trying to take down Cobra Kai with, uh, you know, Silver, Tony, Tom, Tommy, Tony Silver, Tommy Silver, Tony Silver. What's his name? Tommy or Tony. I, I just know him as, as Silvers. It's Silvers Cobra Kai. So I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know. And you know, we're we're talking about Silver right now. I think he is one of the biggest standouts as far as the entire franchise of Karate Kid now. Um, you know, the original Karate Kid is a film we both love deeply and we love seeing Crease as the villain in that. Um I was okay with us getting a little bit of a, a redemption arc with Crease, but you know, after this uh season i'm i'm kind of glad that he was in the sidelines because that allowed silver to be the big bad of the series and i th honestly think every I mean, time silver was on screen he was phenomenal he's the best villain by I, far i agree to a point i wasn't crazy about how they portrayed him in the finale i felt like everything silvers did was 
he, he was diabolical, but he, he was collected and, and organized. I mean, for lack of a better term to me, he's, he's a perfect Bond villain. And then when we assume that he's killed Chosen, uh, that he's going to put in the order to kill Barnes and kill, uh, kill Johnny Lawrence, to me, that's out of character for him. I mean, no he's, way. He's not, he's, not, he's not a psychopath. He's got a plan. No way, dude. That's that's what the whole season was building up to is that he's way worse than any of the other villains were. Like, I feel like Crease would stop at a certain point. Not this guy. This guy is not afraid to take a freaking samurai sword and battle Chosen. And, you know, you said Chosen felt un... un what, what did you say, Ryan? Like, you felt like yeah, he was uh, terrible? Yeah, unnecessary added storyline. I, I, I don't understand I think, what the point of his character was. Besides, he had some great one-line zingers that were funny, but then they, they bring in the, the love story with Kumiko in, in the, what, second from the last or last episode? I mean, that's, that's not necessary. Dude, no way. Chosen was the best character out of anybody this season, I think. I, every time I saw Chosen, I, I think he was the best. He did everything. He had great serious moments. He had some of the best fight sequences the show's ever, ever had in the entire five-season runtime. He's had some of the best fight sequences I've ever seen. And he was able to pull off the comedy and the camaraderie in a really great episode where he trains the Cobra Kai students, which I thought was, I, I, when it started, I thought, oh, now they're going away from the main storyline, the darker tone of Daniel losing his family and all that. Now it's not going to be quite as good. That episode was great from a comedic and just a great message overall. And that's kind of what, what, what I want to touch on here, RB, and I want to hear your opinion on this. The main reason why I think this season is overall better than any other Cobra Kai season is because Every single story arc followed the same theme and overall message, which was Johnny says it towards the end when they're uh, auditioning for the Saikai Taikai, and that is people can change. And that's exactly what every storyline in this show followed. Chosen is chief example of, of the entire message of the whole season. His character tried to kill Kumiko in Cobra Kai and uh, sorry, Karate Kid Part Two. He was a yep. terrible person, and now he's come back for redemption, and he's able to do all these amazing things and help Daniel and really make him his friend. And it was just every arc you you name an arc, RB, and it follows that theme, and that you know, made no, this season and, feel and so I, unified. I, I agree. To to me though, it felt a little. I mean, if anything, on the nose. I mean, with with Barnes, Mike Barnes. Mike I Barnes thought he was a great King? addition. I mean, he was, but again, was it was it necessary besides hitting on the nostalgia? I think. Let me let me put it this way. Well, that's to what me, this, this show does. This it's film nostalgia. was the Karate Kid more mm. so than Cobra Kai. To me, this film was almost the Karate Kid Part Four. This was Daniel and Johnny Lawrence working together against Terry Terry Silvers. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, Terry Silvers. Yeah. Everything was Silvers. And with Johnny and Daniel and their storylines was excellent, with the exception of his family leaving and being gone for like 20 minutes and then a bar fight happening and then, oh, everything's okay. Um, but beyond that, everything with the, Johnny, I thought with, yeah. uh, with Johnny and with Johnny and Carmen was incredible. I loved everything with with uh, Daniel. Um, you know, I, I've, I've expressed my opinions enough about the acting of uh, – I don't know the name of the actress, but who plays Samantha LaRusso. I'm not the biggest fan. I think she she could could use a little uh, a little of a, a few had, more acting classes. Let's put it that she way. She had one of my biggest flaws this season. And uh -huh. um it came towards the end after the audition for the Psychai Taikai and they get in. Uh 
um, at the big party that they throw. Uh, I, I think that was that I have a couple negatives. It's not like this isn't a perfect season, but I do, I do have like, but it's in my book, just two negatives is makes it enough to be rated this high in my book. So um, my one negative, and then I'll explain my second one later um, is with her being mad at Miguel when they had broken up and she nonetheless broke up with him and said she needs time away. And then she starts crying and being all pissed off when she sees him kissing another girl. When it's like, what? Uh, all our friends. We were all our friends. Break. Ross, yes. we were on a break, man. Yeah. Like I, yeah. like that's what I was saying immediately. So that was one of the big negatives for me this season. That didn't make any sense. So I agree with you on that mm-hmm. RV, but um, I'll, let me run past you. My, my second negative here. Um, I think that, the episode with them all dancing in the club was kind of silly. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my only negative is that that's one of my least favorite episodes of the season is that one surrounded with the club. So. Are we talking about the club that Johnny and Correct. Carmen and well, that's, that's in the finale. That's uh, the episode before the finale. Really? With, with the limo. So yeah. when, when do we end with them on the limo? That's episode nine. And then episode 10 picks up with them right after the limo. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, to, to finish the point I was making there, oh, that sorry. we went to, I, no, 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 you're fine. Okay. Uh, because it, it plays right off of that. Again, oh, perfect. I, I think everything with, with, with Daniel's character and with Johnny's character was excellent this season and everything with Terry's character was excellent this season. It's just, I felt that everyone else, there were so many supporting characters that they were glossed over upon. And I mean, as you put it, that, that, that might've been a good thing because it did. And I'll agree with you a hundred percent. It did make Daniel and Johnny and Terry stand out. I agree with you, but then don't even include them. I mean, the whole thing with, with uh, Sensei Kim, I believe that was her name who, who came in. I mean, another character that I felt was wedged in there. Okay. She's an ominous villain who brings her ominous league of dojo. You know, I thought that uh, was so awesome. And of course, what do we have to have with one ominous character with no lines? He has to have an eye patch because that makes him evil. I thought that was incredible. I, that was one of the best things about the season because, um, it's so Cobra Kai it's building out the universe. It is such a Cobra Kai thing to have, it just felt totally stylistically unique to the show that they would bring. Cause you know, the show, it, 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 the whole premise of the show is number one, it's a big hit hit of nostalgia for people that love karate kid. Number two, it's it, the whole premise of the show is to combine just like the original karate kid romance, comedy, heartfelt emotion, and some action. And right. that's what Cobra Kai is. And you know, to me, that's what, the show does does best when it, it doesn't take itself too seriously in the funny parts. And then when it's time to get serious, it gets really serious. That's my and favorite I, part. I guess my, my biggest problem was, of course, again, I'll reiterate everything with Daniel, Johnny and, and Terry Silvers was serious, but mm-hmm. everything else that seemed this season almost took itself too seriously. Uh, didn't, didn't take itself seriously enough. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like, again, there were some huge, positives i added for some of our side characters in the last season yeah uh that just were nullified and i understand if you're going to make it about terry and johnny and daniel and fine maybe chosen if you want to throw them in there do it make it about that give them some comedy chosen then would have been great for the comedy but then again 
you know, we had some major strides with Kenny. Again, Kenny was one of my favorite characters in the last season and the relationship he had with Robbie. And I felt like, okay, that was touched on a little bit, but I thought it was one of the main focuses of the season. Besides that is that Kenny's turn to the dark side, seeing him turn into someone that he didn't want to become. And Robbie disagreeing with that Robbie, you know, kind of abandoning him as his mentor and him having to find another mentor and that of uh, what's that kid's name, Kyle. And then him having to become, I, I honestly, I thought his character development was some of the best this season because it kind of makes you think about, okay, this guy was kind of, you know, just a follower his whole life. And Cobra Kai allowed him to become a leader. That's one actual positive thing that they did do, that Terry did do, which makes him, in my book, even a more complex villain. You know, he was able to teach, he, he does teach him a dangerous move to knock the wind out of someone, which is really menacing. I'd like to lead up to it. And he says, this is called the silver the bullet. Silver bullet yeah. That was pretty sick. And then uh, he uses it. But then again, like he's also making a positive impact on this kid's life because he is making him a leader, even though he's turning him into something he doesn't want to be. I, I thought that really added so much depth to the show. Um, yeah. And I, Cause I really did like his, his storyline, Kenny's storyline this season. I, I really yeah, enjoyed uh, it. I, I just felt again, plus his fighting, his fighting was some of the best. His, his in fighting the show. was incredible. Yeah. That, that is the one thing I cannot knock this season is the action sequences were excellent. The best the show's done so far in my book yes, without it. I, I, I mean, and of course we're, we're going to jump back to some of the greatest fighting scenes we've seen and i mean two immediately come to mind the house fight at the larusso's and of course the school fight where miguel falls off you know gets pushed off you know the the has his initial injury that's I, I that's mean, actually a perfect segue i, I wanted yeah. to touch on that rb yeah, so good you knocked you hit you hit it right on the nail those two fights the ones at the house and the ones at the school i can't remember if season four had a big brawl or not i was trying to think of that before the review i i think the the big brawl instead was the like season one, their big montage action scene was the All Valley. Got it. So yeah, that was I, kind I of what they did. It was truly a big brawl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those two fights you mentioned, um, those were my two favorite in the series, just like you, RB. Yeah. And then um, that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about. I think episode 10 to season five is the single best episode of the show thus far, honestly. And I know you're, I know you're, you're going to disagree because, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, I think that the fights, the action in episode 10 surpassed season two and three's big fight sequences. I think that the action in episode 10 and the storyline and the suspense, the rivalry matchups, we got to see the students using uh, Chosen's lesson with the egg to full effect in the finale was such a great follow through. Protect I, the egg. Protect the egg. That was so awesome. And they protect the guy with the, they, they protect Daniel's son with the tablet. I thought it was awesome. And it, it was just so meaningful to me. I think episode 10 is a masterpiece. I think it's like a 10 out of 10 episode. See, and I was not a fan. And this is, I, I think case in point why I'd like to circle back and say, I didn't like the lack of character development because I thought everything, because it was intercut beautifully. The the fight scene happening at Silver's house, which I thought was incredible, with Hero and Mike Barnes and the the senseis uh, and Silver's and Johnny, I thought was incredible. And then we interlay it and cut it with the fight at Cobra Kai at uh, the dojo. And I think this one, unfortunately, again, I think the reason why. The, the fight scenes at the LaRusso's house and the fight scene at the uh, at the school were so great was because we saw, as you put it, those rivalry matchups. We saw Miguel face off with Robbie. We saw 
uh, Sam and Tori, amongst others. You know, we saw the split between Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang. We even saw uh, uh, Dimitri and Hawkface off there. In, in this final sequence, because I felt like there was a lack of character development, it was just kind of a, a big brawl. There, I, there weren't necessarily the, I disagree. The and, I and think that the Hawk okay, and sorry, Dimitri, for the most part, are sitting there on the computer talking. I mean, I, eventually we get the fight yeah. between Kyler at the end. Kyler yeah. and Hawk, and then yeah. Dimitri kicks his ass. But again, yeah. we we haven't even that established awesome. that Dimitri's been practicing. I mean, Dimitri's been working yes. in what, what is it called Tech Town this whole summer. He they they said that he was training with Chosen. That was all their training was practicing that. And then after the egg, um, what was it? The egg practice sequence. He uh, said, okay, now you, I can now teach you guys defense. Or, yeah. Yes. So um, that's kind of, and, and that's what, that was great because in, in my opinion, that whole sequence with Hawk and Dimitri facing off against Kyler was a major season one callback because that's Without what the show has been building up for. And to yeah. me, that was a big delivery. Another big delivery in as far as rivalries go, um, Kenny versus Robbie. I love their fight, their mini fight there. And then they kind of had to protect the tablet. Um, another big face-off was um, Devin and uh, Tori facing off against... Uh, I, I, another character, though, that I think could have had beautiful growth and development if it was more focused on was Devin. I thought, I she, thought was, she was excellent. She was and phenomenal. I, I wanted more. I wanted more because we barely I got loved, touched. Devin. I loved what we got. Her story was not even touched that much in, in the previous season. I remember her coming in. She was yeah. when when Johnny said, we need a chick. I mean, that that's who they brought in. But mm -hmm. I, I would have loved more of her story. I you think know, we learned way more one, about her. One reference that her mom passed away from. Yeah, cancer. I thought that was that was perfect. That's what we needed. We needed just I, a little I bit mean, more and, info. And that's, that's where you and I differ. Of course, we've talked about this. I'm a huge exposition fan i want more story yes the action was awesome and i don't want them to forego the action i just you know again this was a show 10 episodes that were i think the longest episode was 48 minutes i think they could have made the episodes longer and it wouldn't have hurt the show well that's that's kind of my main i i agree with you rb or i kind of i guess i disagree with you because the, the show left me wanting more and I, again yeah we talked about this i i think last week with mm -hmm. maybe it was Rick and Morty. Maybe it was another show prior, mm. uh, but you know, it's the highest compliment you can give a show that you give a lower score or a film that you give a score, a lower score is that we want more from it. I want more right. Cobra Kai. I don't give it an eight because uh, for being great because it left me wanting more to give it that eight. I see what you're saying. Um, I think that when the show fails is when they do these just dialogue scenes um, and that's why I was so thrilled to see that most of this focus, I mean, the, the, when the show's best is when they focus their dialogue on either one of two things, um, humor, first and foremost, the writers of the show are great humor writers. Whenever there's something funny going on, it's really great. But when they're just talking about stuff, like when they're in the club is when it kind of gets fuzzy for me. You know, they're talking, Agreed. you know, when they're all sitting at the bar and they're talking about how great how great it is that Carmen's having the baby with Johnny. And um, when they're when Johnny's talking with Chosen about Kumiko. Right. Yes. All that Definitely exposition that, is that unnecessary. How about how about the, the fight between Anoush and Louis LaRusso? It, it, that whole sequence for, in the for club. For no reason. Hit, it, in what the season did so great was that it built a great pacing throughout every episode. I like you said the same thing I did RB. I watched episodes one through six really straight through because 
each episode built the the pace really fast paced, really good. And then it felt like that episode, episode nine in the club. And it's also the same one where Sam makes the dumb decision to be mad at Miguel at the party. It also happens to be in that episode. It felt like episode nine was a big hit on the brakes. And then they said, oh, crap, step on the gas. And then they gave us episode 10, which yeah, I really the, enjoyed. The, the whole reason, the only thing that that club scene set up was getting them into the limo that was driven by Mike, Mike Barnes. Right. That's the only reason that that had. And Kumiko's the story with Kumiko did set up a little bit of an emotional stakes for when chosen. You think he might have gotten killed, which I'm ecstatic that they showed blood and violence in the show for one of the few times. I mean, they've shown people break their arms. They've showed Miguel, you know, get paralyzed, but nothing with blood or anything I mean, like they've, that. They've shown some bloody noses. I think that's yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and one of my favorite scenes in the entire show was this season. And that was Sensei Kim and Silver bringing Tori in to punch the stone. Yes. That was one of the darkest sequences in the show. And it was heartbreaking. And I loved everything that happened with Tori because you really do feel bad with her, especially when you see her with the broken hand when she's in her house and you see she's just been living off a takeout and her mom's in the other room in the mm -hmm. hospital bed. It Her storyline is one of the best in the show. And I think season five did the best for her character thus far. I mean, uh, we, we, we've talked this one yeah. to, to a T. I mean, I, I agree with you that it was a great storyline. Again, I'm going to come forward and say that mm -hmm. Tori, Tori has a great, great storyline for sure. Her relationship with Crease, obviously what's going on with her family at home, her mom, uh, one that's been touched on a lot that I think could have, you know, again, been utilized. But we're going to keep talking in circles that way. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad season. I just wanted more. You right. said less is more in this case. And I, I can I can understand where you're coming from there. I mean, that just, again, comes to our taste of shows and films. And that's mm -hmm. been pretty common. I do want to talk about how yes. this season ended, yeah. our big cliffhanger, and where we think we're, gonna, we're going to go as we wrap up. So, obviously, yeah. the biggest cliffhanger, uh, Crease <laughs> escapes from prison. I that's love this guy. sequence with the music. I love the music, the Frank well, Sinatra music. How the season opens up is uh, the the uh, finale opens up is Crease getting shivved. Yes, uh, you know he's he's got this great scene where he's talking with the therapist. She says, write, "Write your own story. Write the ending. You know, make make sure you know you you can be the hero at the end, sort of." And we see this great standoff where there's a fight about to go down. He tries to get in between it, and he gets shivved as. I did it my way by Frank Sinatra plays one of, I think one of the most excellent sequences in this series, this opening sequence here of episode 10. And his eventual escape after we learned that he really didn't get shivved. It was melted jello, which had been planted earlier in the season. I love the way they've set up things early on in the season and then delivered them later in later episodes. That's something they rarely do in the show, except for the rivalries, of course. Those are always delivered later. But I mean, little things like that never happen in this show where we get a little reference to Jello, and that's what was the blood. I love that. Yeah. And what do you so, think is going to happen now, RB? I, I'm kind Cobra of- Cobra Kai's puzzled. gone. Co Cobra Kai, are they Sensei, gone? Sensei Kim is still Sensei around. Silver Sensei Kim's still around. Silver's and, out. Silver's out. He's and the in jail. Sekai, Sekai, Sekai Taikai is yeah. still, I, I mean, is that what our next season is going to be building up to? Is that going to be our, our, our all-value yes. this upcoming season? And what yes. is going to happen with Crease? What do we think is going to happen? Because prior, I mean, we had talked about this in the last season. I thought Crease and Johnny and uh, and Daniel were going to have to team up to take down Silver's. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. We saw Daniel 
you know, oh, I'll give you my lawyer, hands him the number. It says, no, I believe no fucking mercy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was powerful because that shows a definite change in Daniel's character. But now what's going to happen? Because we see that Kreese has, one, a connection with uh, with Tori and how that's going to play in. And two, he still has an emotional pull to Johnny. I mean, that's been referenced time and time again in the season, including with a flashback sequence of Silver's and uh, Kreese training in Korea. And he's talking about Johnny in 1980, which is another little nitpick here, but... That was four years before the events of the original Karate Kid, and he looks so much younger than he looks, you know, in, in 1984 <laughs> Karate Kid. And I was like, there's no way that guy aged that poorly in four years. That was poorly. <laughs> I know it's his son playing him. It's yes. not CG, but yeah. that was just a, But a little you know what was CG was the phenomenal recreation of young Johnny. Young when Johnny, yeah. Crease is in therapy and he sees young Johnny. It's better than the CG that some of the MCU has used thus far. Yeah, I mean, Especially it, it, She-Hulk. Was, it was noticeable at some <laughs> points. I, I'll be the first to admit, it. I saw it and it, it reminded me of when we, when we saw Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian. You know, there were times where if you looked at it, it's, you know, kind of video game character-esque, but it was enough to do the job. I thought this was some of the better ones that we'd seen. Uh, like you said, in, in Luke's, for as far as Luke Skywalker goes, um, I think that here, okay, let's announce right now, theory time. So this is all speculation, everybody. Yes. Speculation. Um, my theory is that the Saikai Taikai is going to be the climax of the entire series. I think next season is the final season. I think that, they're going to train to participate in the Saikai Taikai and we're going to see all our characters get to face off and, you know, have some sort of moral victory and in the Saikai Taikai against some of the better fighters in the world, including the South Korean dojo that was heavily flashback to and heavily discussed and referenced Sungdai, uh, what was it? The Tang Sudo uh, master that um, trained silver and Greece. Yes, yeah, Sensei yeah. Kim's Sensei grandfather. Kim's father or grandfather, that's right. And I think that Sensei Kim is going to team up with Kreese in South Korea and show up at the Saikai Taikai. And that is where the main um, you know, antagonism of the season is gonna come but, from. But let's talk about this. Kreese is is my biggest puzzler on what how he's going to be utilized. Yeah. Because it in my mind, if Kreese had gotten out of prison, mm-hmm. not broken out of prison and is a fugitive. He could have taken over the mantle of Cobra Kai again, and that still then provides because there are a lot of questions on what's going to happen to Kenny, what's going to happen to. Uh, but to, that's uh, what. Let me let me pause you right there because yeah, that's ahead, what the ahead, this yeah. big reveal this season was is that both Terry and um, uh, Crease in the in through the flashbacks and through what we learned in present day revealed that the big plan of these evil guys is not to make Cobra Kai the main karate in the valley. It's to make Cobra Kai the one and only style in the world. And not necessarily Cobra Kai, but their style will be the dominant style. So I think they're going to take the Cobra Kai... Exactly. I think they're going to take the Cobra Kai, quote-unquote, style to South Korea and try to spread it that way through the Saikai Taikai. So it's and not about Cobra Kai anymore. Crease escapes to South Korea as, as a fugitive. This is also referenced in the flashback as well, where the little girl that is kind of hiding around where her grandfather's teaching them tanks, yes. uh, tank sudo, 
she you see that there's a connection between her, between and, Kreese. her and Kreese. Absolutely. And yes. that's where she's going to save him when he's on the run from after escaping jail. She has the resources to take him back with her to South Korea. OK, that's my prediction. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I can get behind that. Definitely. Um, Sekai Taikai being being the finale fight as well makes a lot of sense. I just I I am questioning what we're going to see with the development of these these Cobra Kai, I mean, sort of, for lack of a better term, refugees at this point. And are they going to fight in the Sekai Taikai? How are they going to fight? Are they going to train with Johnny and, right. and uh, you know, because clearly they all turn their back on Cobra Kai, which in their mind is Sensei Kim as well, at that final scene where they're dropping their their uh, their geese off on, on top of Silver as they walk away. Yeah, I just love how deep this season went with as far as that it's not – just like it felt because all the other previous seasons felt so small scale, all things considered that they just wanted Cobra Kai just wanted to open a dojo and be successful in the Valley. What this season did so great is it set up the Cobra Kai universe. Cause we know that I, I don't know if you've read recently RB, but after this release of this season, um, Ralph Macchio, the actor that plays Daniel LaRusso has said Cobra Kai and the karate kid universe is officially a franchise that we're going to see spinoffs from we're going to see prequels from we're going to see other things expanded upon so that's what season five did so phenomenally is that it's set up for this using this whole universe to get so much bigger that the fact that um the saikai taikai is just the thing that where the best fighters in the world come together kind of like mortal Kombat. i thought right, i think yeah, that's pretty awesome. much yeah I, I think that that it, that allows for so much expansion into other countries other you know characters that can come out of this tournament so I, I think that the universe is going to expand so much and the fact that it's not just about cobra kai being the dominant jojo in the valley it's more about their style of karate is corrupting youth and making yeah. them bad yeah. and they want to spread that throughout the world which made it a global evil plan which upped the scales tremendously in my book true true so well, any other things you want to say, RV? No, I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, we have a, a long way to go, which is a, a good thing for Cobra Kai. We're not going to see the end, as you mentioned, of this, this franchise, this universe for a while, which is excellent. And um, I mean, albeit seven and a half out of 10 for me, I, I, I don't think that's a bad score by any means. Right. And we're definitely still I better mean, than obviously good. A, a huge a nine and a half out of 10 from you. We're mm -hmm. both locked in and we'll be bringing you more content, hopefully on top of the list as more Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, IP cut comes to the big screen, comes to streaming services, whatever they go with. I'm really excited to see if they can do a young Miyagi movie or show. I'd love to see him learning karate and facing, because he said before that, you know, sometimes it's better to run away from a fight. How did he learn that lesson? That's what I want to see. Well, it was it was alluded to a bit yeah. in uh, in the Karate Kid part two. Right. Yeah. Loving to see that in person, you know. Yes. Uh, with with his rivalry, his his cousin, I believe it was, who, who trained Chosen. Exactly. So I'd, I'd love to see them expand upon that lore a lot. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. So let's talk about what's going to be up next on top of list RB next week. We're going to have a double Tom Hanks review coming your guys way. And that's going to be Tom Hanks in his newest role from Pinocchio as uh, Geppetto. And we're going to watch Pinocchio and review that for you guys, as well as in the same episode, we'll do like a double feature. Um, we'll talk about our thoughts on Elvis, which came out earlier this year, but it's certainly one of the highest rated movies this year to come out. And uh, RB and I always love to at least review one music biopic. Um, in years past, we had reviewed A Star is Born. We had reviewed uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. We had reviewed 
uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yep. So uh, we want to keep the trend going with the newest musical biopic in Elvis. So next week, look forward to reviews of Pinocchio and Elvis. And take us out, RB. Yeah, so you can uh, definitely be, be sure to uh, like our videos, leave us a five-star review. Be sure to comment, you know, anything you'd like to see us review. Of course, you can find us both on Twitter. I'm at RB with the call. Dom is at Dom Gonzalez 48, D-O-M-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S, the number four, the number eight. Uh, so you can find us there. That's down in the uh, in the description as well. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, to another episode of Top of the List. And we're excited to have you back next week uh, to hear about Tom Hanks and in the future a lot of a lot more great films coming out uh, as we get into the winter months, the fall and winter months. Oh yeah, and one more thing coming in the winter months that people could look forward to is, of course, the biggest release this year left left this year besides um, Black Panther, which we will be reviewing. Um, is Avatar, The Way of Water. Yes. And I think RB and I, we both previously discussed slightly what the first film was to us, but we want to go in depth on our thoughts. So we will be releasing a review of the first Avatar from James Cameron um, before the sequel comes out. So, Absolutely. So uh, on that note, thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Top of the List and we'll see you next week. Later. Later.